Hi, my name is Rena Jain. I'm a psychologist, wellness coach, and a podcaster. You're now listening to the Happiness Project podcast, a podcast that will help you look at things differently and push you to have a better experience of life. My wish for you is that you find peace in this moment. that you do things that really lights up your soul and sets it up on fire that you keep pushing yourself to be a better person with a grateful and compassionate heart that you put yourself out there because life is too short to be living for anybody else but you i really wish you bloom with grace because trust me you are one intention away from an entirely different life well i can't believe this is the last episode of my chat with phil and it's now coming to an end the last 4 weeks were incredible full of learning conceptualizing understanding and implementing There's so much that we spoke about in detail and just in case you missed out on any episode do tune in to all the other episodes to get a deeper understanding of the shift. Also I really hope you guys are doing well, staying safe, keeping yourselves hydrated and most importantly taking care of yourself both physically and mentally. In this episode particularly Phil and I talk about spiritual surrender. and the importance of letting go when most people hear the word surrender they think of something negative you know like giving up losing being humiliated or allowing yourself to be controlled or perhaps even imprisoned however when used in a spiritual context surrender also means to give up but here it's to give up everything that no longer serves you spiritual surrender is to stop struggling against what is let go of the smallness of life and fully embrace its totality surrender isn't about withdrawing from life nor is it about surrendering your power to make choices and take action to change and improve your present situation it is about letting go of the things outside of your control accepting the present moment circumstances and harmonizing in the present to do this it is essential to identify where you have the power and ability to change your life and what is out of your control when you can't change something accept what is surrender the outcome over to the divine and trust that some hidden blessings and silver linings will appear phil also talks about letting go in this episode Letting go relates to clearing out and changing lower vibrational patterns holding you back. Ask yourself, are you still habitually doing things or holding on to addictions you know are not serving you? This may clear so many doubts for you. In fact, in this process of shift, he also talks about the importance of meditation and awareness and how if you need to shift your life for better, you need to make it a habit. and do things intentionally well 
there's so many interesting things in this episode as well so do tune in to the entire episode till the very end and find out for yourself the process of surrendering and letting go well without taking another moment let us now welcome fully on the happiness project podcast Welcome back Phil on the Happiness Project. This is the last episode of our month long series and I am so grateful for how all of this turned out. So thank you so much for being a part of my happiness journey. Thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, for having me on the journey. Rainer, I really appreciate it and I've certainly enjoyed talking to you and I hope um you know I hope we've made uh, managed to make a difference to some people who might be listening and to get some clarity and and to understand and hear that there's another way. I mean, our life doesn't have to be the way that that most of us live it and most of the way that we live it's stress, you know, it's it's drama. I know. And uh, it doesn't have to be that way. There is another way and it's the way that it was intended by the way. Yeah. We just sort of turned it into the stress and drama and because we've we've personalized everything and mm-hmm. we personalized the miraculous. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I can tell you for a matter of fact that you definitely have given a very different perspective uh, and I'm very sure it's helped a lot of people out there to at least understand life a little differently than we already know. Yeah. Well, look, I, I, look, I didn't make any of this stuff up. I'll be the first person to tell you that. So this is not, you know, Phil's not, I'm not, I'm not like Thomas Edison or um, <laughs> uh, some, some great inventor or discoverer or, you know, genius. I mean, th- th- actually... these concepts mostly came out of your country yeah well um but uh, yeah yeah but you know and they've you know thousands of years but they've not been practiced yeah. um and we've been destroyed you know we've made an art particularly the west has made an art form out of you know out of material things out of matter you know you have energy and matter of course matter is energy just in a different state but yeah. but in the west yeah. you know we we've, we've been really great at um, you know learning how to build things and the composition of rocks and carbon dating the universe and mm-hmm. even dating the beginning of the universe i mean you know we've even captured the radiation from you know very soon after the the big bang you know we've done amazing things with men on moon and blah, 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 and <laughs> we've got all these you know studies psychology psychiatry you know cosmology medicine law yeah. but we we that's all been to the neglect of these these spiritual truths Yeah. that 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 you know that life is just happening we have little or nothing to do with it yeah um yet we are all trying like mad <laughs> to try to create a uh you know a life that we want that's going to make us feel good and it just doesn't you know most people can't do, it doesn't work i mean yeah. it works temporarily but it, what it creates is neurosis stress tension disease mm. both mental and physical Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think it it does take a lot of time for people to understand what spirituality really is because they do mix it up with religion at the same time. And uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's a very it's a really good question. As I have my computer resting on a few books and one of the books is The World's Religions. So I I've sort of investigated religion a lot. And unfortunately, I guess religion started out as as a sort of a spiritual Uh, a spiritual quest or a spiritual journey or trying to 
capture that, you know, that essence of spirituality. But unfortunately, most of it, after like particularly the Western religions, just got off track and, you know, they became basically sources of power for those that, yeah, that yeah. put themselves in that position. And, you know, they took advantage of the weak and the scared and the uneducated and it's still going on, unfortunately. Well, it's, it is what it is, but that, so that's right. So religion and spirituality are very different. Very, very different. Absolutely. And, you know, the entire process of shift that we've discussed in the past couple of episodes have been definitely very effective. And since we're coming towards the last episode of the series, one of the very important aspects of the shift is to surrender. And surrendering is at the heart of all our spiritual paths. No practice yeah. more powerful or profound. But what does it really mean to surrender? And what does it mean to not surrender? Because a lot of times I think uh, it is often misunderstood with affirmations about letting go and then misused as a self-help instruction. And, yeah, no, I look uh, at, you know, you ask, really great, you know, I get it. You ask really great questions, right? It's, <laughs> it's a big concept, but, it, but essentially spirit, you know, surrender is the heart, letting go of surrender is the highest spiritual practice. Yes. And, 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 you know, when, we, and I think it's, you know, we've come to this place because we've had, you know, quite lengthy discussion where we, and we've talked about a number of things several times because they are hard to grasp principles they're not easy to yeah, grasp principles yeah, yeah. Totally. um so but you know i guess trying to make it simple and it's not as i say simple is not always easy <laughs> <laughs> so trying try to describe it simply i mean as i said you know the universe the moment in front of us yeah has literally taken you know about 13.8 billion years to arrive what did we have to do with it? Now, you would say, you know, in human terms, you know, we say we go to the mind and the mind says, well, you know, um, a lot to do with it. I saw Raina's post and I contacted her and she contacted me and we had a chat and therefore I, we made this moment. Well, we did not make this moment. We are participating in this moment. And there have been, oh, you know, you, you calculate it, couldn't calculate it. The number of events that have had to lead up to this moment being exactly what it is for you and me. Now, this moment is different for other people, wherever they are. They're in their moment that they're in front of, that's in front of them. And there's moments on Mars and there's moments on other planets and there's moments in other parts of the universe. You know, the, and the universe is never ending. It's expanding all the time. So there's all these, we can't even describe it, trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions. So, yes, we had a very small part, like almost non-existent, but admittedly very small part in the creation of this moment. So when you get that, when you get that, you think, well, how much control do I really have? Um, yeah. And here we are. Yeah, I mean, here we are. You know, as I said earlier, you know, you've got about 14 billion cells in your body. They're all doing mostly what they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. What are you doing about it? Like, what part are you controlling? And the question is, the answer is, well, nothing really. <laughs> There's the planets are in orbit. The moon is where it is. It's creating our tides and the 
the earth is spinning and we're still, we don't think we're spinning, but the earth is spinning and it's revolving around the sun and it's spinning on its axis. And the sun is a particular distance away from the earth. And it's this huge ball of nuclear explosion. And like, what did we do? What did we do to (laughs) create that? Well, and the answer is nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing. So why are we trying to control life? Well, because we're humans and that's what we do. Because of what we do, because that's what we do, because we have a problem with it. And that's, you know, what we, we always have. Before. Yeah, I think that that is the human tendency, right? Like we are never satisfied with what, what we have in our lives. And that is because, you know, we discussed this quite a few times. And it's a hard notion to get, you know, one's head around. And believe me, it took me quite a while because we each have our own set of personal preferences how life at the moment is supposed to be. Like life, I need life to be like the way I need it. And the way I need it to be is because of what's happened to me in the past that I either couldn't handle, didn't like, and and I kept the energy of that experience. I I, I stored it. In other words, I suppressed it in psychological terms. I suppressed that experience and that energy stayed there. I need to be re-triggered again by all sorts of things. Or I liked it and I stored the energy of that experience. So I'm constantly looking for a recreation of the experience I had. Have you ever been to a restaurant or somewhere or done something? You said, oh, it was fantastic. We had the best time. And you go to your friend and your best friend, you say, oh, you must come. This place is fan. We Whatever it is, you know, whether it's a restaurant or experience, <laughs> you must do it. It's fantastic. And then you go and take them and it's not quite the same. It's not. It's not quite the same (laughs) and it never is and you know when you set your heart on something like I don't know what it is in India you know like might be a car or it might be a a book or something you know the the experience is never the same once you've once you've owned it once you've oh you know when it's usually the anticipation is actually better than getting it and then you've got it and someone scratches your car and now you don't like your car anymore and now it's actually not a source of joy. It's a source of stress. Yeah. Go figure. But all you ever wanted was the car. You thought the car would make you happy. Or you, thought the person, or you thought the person would make you happy. You know, <gasps> you dream about, you know, some guy out asking you out on a date or, you know, I dream about some girl sort of going on a date with me. You know, I'm married, by the way. I've been married for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. But, you know, and then oh, and then they go out with you and you're oh, and even if it works out, you know, it's wonderful until they say something you don't like or until they criticise your parents or they say something about your religion or something about your best friend. And all of a sudden now you're thinking, well, hang on. But, you know, but you were in love. So how do you fall so easily out of love? And, of course, the answer is that those things are not love. Yeah. Love is what we experience. It's an experience. It's a feeling within us, yeah. It is, and is in fact our natural state. So there are some very high beings, and most of them have lived where you live. Mm -hmm. That actually, that is their natural state. Yeah. That is their natural state, and they've surrendered to life. Now it doesn't mean surrendering. This is a really hard part. Surrendering, and we think, put up your hands. I give up. I give up. What will happen to my life if I give up? Well, you're not controlling your breathing. 
you're not controlling whether you're breathing or out. You wake up and most of the time you're still breathing when you wake up. <laughs> Otherwise, if you weren't, you wouldn't wake up. Like the cells of your body are regenerating. Yeah. Your hair's growing. Like, what are you do? Are you trying to do that? And the answer is no. Does a tree try to grow? No. Does the grass try to grow? No. It just happens. It's, it, it's a part of a divine orchestration. True. But we have a problem with that. <laughs> right? and, and the personal self, that's the personal self, yeah. has a problem with that. Yeah. So, you know, we talked earlier about meditation. And, yes, you can clearly see when you meditate, if you meditate long enough, that there is a, there's a mind that's having all these thoughts. And we can call that the personal self. But there's a part of you that after a while realizes that, geez, they are just thoughts. Yeah, They're not me. Because I'm actually the one that notices the thoughts. Yes. <laughs> so who's noticing the thoughts? And that is essentially you. Yeah. And that is, you know, we call that, you know, spiritual, I guess in spiritual terms, they call it consciousness. Mm. Um, and it's, it's just, you know, and, and, and that's consciousness is just a part of universal consciousness. It's, it's an awareness. And, and then you realize that all this personal mind stuff and the personal and you know, emotions, which are just energies being triggered, that's not you. Like you're not your body, you have one. And unfortunately, it's a bit, maybe a bit different where you come from. But in the West, we become so identified with our bodies that when someone dies, it's a sad event. Like when the body, when the heart stops beating, everybody gets sad. Well, why is that sad? It's just another event in the universe, except that you've attached, you've attached yourself to that form yeah. or someone else's form. But it's no more or less, it's just another form in the universe. Mm. The fact is that you can't, you don't like it because it doesn't, because you've made the mistake of identifying the body as the, you know, and, and with a person and a name and a series of memories and etc etc but it's just another passing in the universe and as you know the universe is basically you know we know enough about thankfully we live in a time where we've got the hubble telescope out in you know out in space and we we're seeing planets and stars just being destroyed and, and rebirthed all the time that is the nature of this universe yes yes but as humans, we can't handle that. So surrender, you know, we've talked about letting, you know, about knowing and observing because the, the, the things that stop us, of course, is mainly the mind and the emotions and the identification with body. So if you, if you recognize, not so much recognize because recognize is just a mind thing. If you, and meditations a help because it is a very useful practice. If you know yourself or when you know yourself as awareness and you are able to live in this world and let go of the part of you, like you talked earlier about stories, when you know yourself as awareness and when a story starts up or someone says something and triggers some emotional reaction, if you're able to stay in awareness, you know, it has various names, witness consciousness, um, the true self, um, awareness, a number of different names. But when you know yourself other than 
your neurotic mind, your triggered emotions and your body, physical body with five senses, then you are connected to the rest of the universe. And surrender is simply allowing, it's not giving up. It's, it's just letting go of your personal need to control and resist the moment in front of you. So, so rightly put. Well, do we have like a step-by-step process that we can practice if we want to learn how to surrender? Sure, okay, so the practice I use Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a sort of a combination of things, but I, I have a number of influences and teachers. So, you know, I'm not going to say I, you know, invented this stuff. I have a number of influences and teachers, but, you know, the people to me who seem to really get it, it's a fairly universal thing. And the really, the, the most important thing, and you said it, is awareness. You know, is awareness. And most of us have a degree of awareness. Like, that's why we don't walk around punching people that upset us, or we don't, you know, throw like two-year-olds we don't throw objects at other people when they say something we don't like we have a measure of awareness because we know if we do that there are going to be consequences do you agree yeah so um but so so the practice that i use so the is to be aware now how do i know when i'm having a problem with the present moment i feel some resistance Okay, so I feel some resistance. And how do I know I feel some resistance? Because I get an emotional reaction that I don't like. Yes, yes. Now, okay, and you know, we, and if I said to you, where do we generally feel that emotional reaction? Where would you point to? If I said to you, where do we generally feel that uncomfortable emotional reaction? Where would you point to? I think in, in my, I, I, are you asking me in my body? Yeah, I so said, which part of your body? Yes. I think I'm my asking. heart or my stomach. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's around the heart and the chest. That is where we store these energies. Yeah. They get to, you know, they get stored around that area around your heart. That's why we say, my heart is broken. No, your heart is not broken. You are feeling a disturbance of energy that you don't like that is around that area. And it's uncomfortable. But it's also beautiful because it's also part of creation. Okay. Okay. So how do I know? So I generally, you know, you feel a disturbance. And then if you watch that, like in other words, if your awareness, if you, um, and the other, you know, term for awareness or consciousness or true self is the seat of self or, you know, the seat of self. If you, if, if, if from that place that where you meditate, where you actually watch your thoughts and you can see them, that you can actually just notice that disturbance rather than getting involved in it and resisting it. That's the big mistake we make. You see, the opposite, the opposite of surrender is resistance. Yes. In other words, I don't like that. <laughs> and oh, what do I, I need to change something, 
right? But in other words, but no, rather watch the feeling, just watch it dispassionately, objectively. And of course, what happens at about the same time, the mind starts up with its stories. This is why people go to psychologists. <laughs> the mind starts up with the stories. And yes, you know, psychologists will, they'll listen to your story and they'll try and help you make some sense of it or they'll try and help you reorder it or try to make some suggestions. But if you want to get rid of it, just watch it and it will go. Because it's not you. You see, you go to a psychologist because you think it's you. But it's not you. It's just something that's some energy that's being disturbed by an experience and then an associated mental neurotic story or stories. And we create, and that's why when you say some people say they can't meditate is because sitting down and trying just to focus on the breath, they can't do it because they're just so used to the mind driving them mad. And so when they say, I can't meditate, what they're really saying is, it's driving me mad. I need to go and distract myself. I need to call my friend. I need to go for a walk. That's why nature is often very calming because, you know, just being around nature is actually, we get this sense that, you know, life is bigger than us. Mm. We, and it's not intellectual. It's just a sort of a knowing, unconscious knowing. That's why a magnificent sunset, will st you'll say, I had a spiritual experience. You know, it was three months ago. It was amazing. Let me show you the picture. Well, every moment is a spiritual experience. But, you know, we just think it was that beautiful sunset, and that's why I kept the picture. And, by the way, looking at the picture is nowhere near the same feeling as when you actually experience that sunset. And in fact, most people don't even experience it. They see it and then they want to take a photo of it. And that is not the same as experiencing it. <laughs> right? So, so this awareness, or because it is essentially just energy mm -hmm. and it's not you. You are the one who notices. Mm -hmm. And that's a big, that's the shift. Right. That's the shift. You are the one who notices. When you get that you are the one who is have just, you know, who notices that there's a change in energy that's, you know, maybe feels uncomfortable, that there's a story going on that's driving you nuts. If you practice enough, like practice the piano enough, you'll be a good piano player. If you practice awareness enough, you will notice that these feelings and these thoughts will just disappear. Now, it doesn't mean they'll disappear forever. Right. The same as you will not be a great piano player in one day. <laughs> right? It's work because essentially we've been doing it for a long time and we've stored up this stuff for a long time. And the mind has been, you know, we've been going to the mind pretty much our whole lives. So you ain't going to stop doing it in a day or a week or a month. It's an ongoing practice. It's more important than brushing your teeth. It's more important than, it's fact, you know, it's as important as eating. Mm. And essentially, you know, we eat to sort of stay alive, to nourish the body. 
this practice is to, is to nourish and allow you to experience your true nature, which is spirit. Right. Which is so being what, what? Yeah. So what will happen to our life, our career that we've already built up if we practice spiritual surrender? That's a great question. Won't we be throwing it all away? Well, that's a great question. Now, that's the mind asking that question. The mind's mm -hmm. going, well, hang on. What's going to happen to my practice? And what's going to happen to, you know, my partnership? And what's going to happen to the to my career? And what's So that's the mind answering that question. And I'll, and I'll answer it this way. What's going to happen to your breathing when you surrender? I think it'll be, you'll be more conscious. You'll still do it. It'll still yeah. happen. It's What's going to happen to the sun when you surrender? Is the sun still going to shine? Yeah. Are things still going to happen? Mm -hmm. Are you still going to, you know, is life going to unfold the way it was intended to unfold? Of course. That's right. So surrender. You know, you know what? When you let go, life presents itself as it's supposed to. And my experience and the experience of other people that talk about this that are far more advanced than I am, mm -hmm. life becomes better than you could possibly imagine. Not because you get things that you want. Yeah. You might still get those, by the way. <laughs> but you only want them because you think you need them because you're not okay. Mm. You see, true, true freedom is not needing anything. And life will just unfold the way it's supposed to fold and you will interact, but you will interact from a much higher level. See, at the moment we're interacting like a baby who's... Someone snatched their toy. I want that back. That's mine. That's how we're mostly interacting. I need to get a psychology degree because that's what my parents want me to do and that will make them happy and whatever. You know, I'm just making all this stuff up. Yeah. I need to get a brand new car and then, oh, wow, then I'll be respected and people will think I'm smart because I drive a BMW. Uh-uh. It doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work that But way. we think it works. We think it works. So we spend, you know, like we don't surrender. We try really hard. Because we think if we don't try really hard, everything will fall apart. Well, the planets are still in orbit. You're not doing anything to keep them there. The moon is where it is, directing the tides. Yeah. The sun is shining. There's plenty of oxygen. It rains and we get water. Yeah, and most people say, oh, it's raining. Oh, it's what's the weather like? Oh, it's terrible. It's raining. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like you know how this is i know it sounds silly doesn't it you know they've got that that uh persistence i think the new rover on mars mm -hmm. sending back have you seen the pictures it sends back have you seen mars yeah no, but have you seen the surface of mars no the planet okay we'll go on the, when we finish here go on google mm -hmm. and put you know, the, the surface of Mars, you know, the, 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 I think it's called persistence. Bottom line is it's a wasteland. Mm -hmm. Where would you rather be? 
on Mars or here. It's a wasteland of extreme temperatures. I know. There's no plants. Yeah. It's just dust. Yeah, it's, it's just dessert. You see, it's just dirt. But people don't know this, even though we live in an age where you can get on the internet, which is what you've just done, and you can see pictures that we've put this thing on Mars and it's beaming back pictures. And we complain about our life. <laughs> and that is the closest inhabitable planet, you know, well, it's not inhabitable now, but that's, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous, Raina. And it's because we have just become, we've made the mistake of identifying with our body, our five senses, our, and our mind and emotions. And we're never happy. Buddha's first noble truth, the human condition is suffering or discontent. Second noble truth, the cause of suffering is desire. That is, we need life to be other than it is. And in a vain attempt to try to get it that way, we're actually creating our own unhappiness. So true. So true. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the truth. I mean, particular. I live in probably you know one of the most fortunate countries on the planet. You know, we have an abundance of pretty much everything, and most people are just miserable. Now they wouldn't admit to it, but they are. But they are, mm. and they're not happy. And they don't have enough of this and they don't have enough of that. And this is no good and that's no good. But we, we live in the most, probably one of the most fortunate times in one of the most fortunate in, in human history. Yeah. Right? Yes, it could be better and there are things that need improving and, you know, but, you know, particularly where I live, it's paradise. Yet most people are not satisfied. That is insanity. <laughs> it's insanity. Yeah. So, you know, surrender is letting go. Letting go of your need in the moment for life to be anything other than the way it is. Now, it doesn't mean you don't deal with it. And it doesn't mean you don't take action or, but you deal with, once you've let go of that personal self, you then can, can interact with life from a much higher place. Does that make sense? It does. Like for instance, in India, Gandhi comes to mind, mm -hmm. right? You know, Nelson Mandela in South Africa, you know, he's a good example. He was, I don't know, you know the story of Nelson Mandela? Mm. Do you? Mm -hmm. Okay. He was put in prison for 27 years, I think. Yeah, yeah. Came out of prison and had every justification to say, we are going to be, we're going to use violence to change this system. Instead, he said, we are going to change this system, but we're not going to use violence. Yeah. Okay. That is a much higher, that is a much higher response. So essentially, in a very deep sense, so what will happen to your life? 
is what is intended to happen. The same as what is intended to happen. You may become famous, you may not become famous. You may have a beautiful house, you may not have a beautiful house, but you will live in a state of joy and happiness regardless. And guess what? If that's your internal state, the outside world tends to match what's going on in the inside world. You know, Sadhguru's book, Inner Engineering, engineer the, the inside and be amazed at what happens on the outside. Instead, we're fighting like mad to engineer the outside. And I know some people that are, have done a great job of it. In fact, they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars, but they're not happy because they haven't engineered the inside. Yes. And unfortunately, that's, the, that's been the, the, uh, the dilemma, particularly in the Western world, which unfortunately most other countries are trying to take on. They're trying to emulate it. It's a shame. But I think you can have the best of both worlds. If, you, if this resonates and you're prepared to do the work, you can have the best of both worlds. In other words, you can have the comfort and the luxuries and the, and the choices and the options. But the most important thing is you, you, you have that inner experience of what we call happiness, joy. And it's a spiritual experience. It is. It's not a material experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you, when you talk about spiritual surrender being the highest form of spiritual practice, um, why do you say that? Because anything else, the letting go of our lower self is a much higher and more, in, you know, if essentially, I don't know if, you, if this resonates with you, but it does with me. Mm-hmm. And it's not a belief. It's an experience. You know, I mean, this moment, who created this moment right now? Who created it? We talked about this. Did we create it? Did I create it? Did we both create it? No. No. We had an infinitesimal part to be played in this moment. Mm-hmm. So then who created this moment? Well, the creator created this moment. This moment was created as a result of all the, you know, from there was this tiny, couldn't even see it on, the, on a pinhead, and then exploded and an enormous amount of energy was released about 13.8 billion years ago. We know that. Fact, not fiction, not theory. Fact, not theory. Fact. Yes, it's called the, you know, it's fact. From that, here we are right now. Yeah. So we are essentially God creator experiencing this moment Mm. through us now we're not only experiencing this moment we also have the ability to interact with this moment Mm. not just experience it but because we have free will we're also able to interact with this moment surrender allows you to interact with the moment from the highest possible level. That is from the godlike level, if you like. So if if you are, and I my, my my sense is, yes, we are, I am God experiencing what it, I mean, if a brick fell on my head, yes, that's God experiencing a brick falling on Phil's head. You know, God, awareness, remember, awareness. Yeah, yeah. 
Bill is awareness of a body. The body has a name called Phil, God, awareness, witnessing, a brick falling on this person, human, who called Phil's head. God is, God is just experiencing all this stuff. God is experiencing the creation and the destruction of planets. God is experiencing the, you know, that's God's playground. I mean, God is, for want of a better word, the, crea the creator's playground is the universe. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. It, it does make sense to me. But, you know, uh, because the concept of the shift is very new and different to grasp for a lot of people out there. Yes, that's right. How it is you, indeed. Yeah. It's a great observation. So what, you know, if this, this is not going to resonate with everybody. Yeah. It is not going to resonate. Like my wife, who's not interested in this stuff. <laughs> like it just doesn't resonate, which for me, it's like, it's like, I can't believe that you can't get this. Like I, I'm just astonished, but I've done a lot of work and I've done a lot of work throughout my life. So in other words, I've done a lot, I've, I've done a lot of spiritual, religious, all sorts of things. And I've had lots of experiences, including some very tra what people would call traumatic experiences, perhaps. Um, um, and so I, and I, so I have the, you know, I have the ability to look back and I'm 66. So I have the ability to look back and I've always been fascinated by these concepts. So ever since I was, a, I used to go to, you know, religious services and I would just go, why are these people doing this? And this is when I was a small kid. Like it just did not resonate with me. And so I investigated a lot of different religions and read a lot and da, da, da. And like, it just did not resonate. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then thankfully, um, you know, I was fortunate that it like presented another, another, well, I call it the truth because I, I believe it's the yeah. truth and I presented itself and I was ready, but you're not always ready. Right. So even if it is the truth, you're not always ready for the truth. And most people aren't. Yeah. Because they're just not, you know, um, and that's why the world is the way that it is, you know, why we've had wars and we continue to. Why? <laughs> it's because we are not enlightened. Yeah. We still identify with bodies and countries and mm. cities and power. houses and power and control and fear and, you know, it's all that stuff. If we were all enlightened, if we actually all knew ourselves as conscious awareness, as consciousness, Nobody would do that. There would be no need. You know, yeah. do you say, what's, what religion were you brought up in? I am born into Jainism and Hinduism. So this is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So do you guys say namaste? Yeah, we do. Okay. So I love, you know, namaste. What's namaste? The, something like the light within me honors the light within you. Yeah, yeah. It's that the deepest part of me acknowledges the deepest part, part of, you. of you. Yeah, yeah. You know, something like that. And that's deep. But most of us, mm -hmm. it's like in the West world, the greeting is, oh, hi, how They ask the question, oh, hi, how are you? So in your culture, you know, the true meaning has been lost. The yeah. spiritual part of me. Oh, the 
the God part of me honors the God part in you or yeah. respects the God part in you or acknowledges the God part in you. Mm -hmm. At the deepest level, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you as a, as a part of creation. Very true, yeah. But people don't, you know, I, I see, you know, we have a lot of Nepalese people. I've been to Nepal, love Nepal. I have a lot of Nepalese people that I, you know, I've had this same conversation with. And they just, it's, you know, it, to them, it's like, yeah, I respect you. Mm. So we, we've lost that touch. You know, we've lost yeah. touch. We've lost that touch because we've become too identified mm -hmm. with objects that don't matter. I agree. Yeah. Of course. I think. And of course, religion loves to. Uh, religion loves to ritualize, ritualize objects. Should be objects, you know, the cross or whatever it might be. No, I, I just love to um, make a um, religion loves to make a big deal about objects. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but in truth, you said we've lost touch with our true self, our true essence. This is what the shift is. This is like you know, our true self, our true essence is is spirituality. It's 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 God. It's 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 there's a you know when they say God is one, I mean you know God is it means Everything is one. There's only one whole and we're all a part of it. It's like the ocean. There's one ocean. There's ripples on the ocean. But the ripples or the waves on the ocean aren't separate from the ocean. They're just ripples on the ocean. And, and in the same way, we are, you know, all part of the, the one consciousness. And so to, to answer your question, if this does resonate with people, I mean, there's plenty of stuff that they can, uh, they can search or go further on and, 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 you know, there's a number of popular spiritual teachers on YouTube. Um, there's people like Eckhart Tolle. There's people like Muji, Muji Baba. There's people like Sadhguru, maybe, whoever resonates with you. Um, there's people like uh, Michael Singer. There's people like Rupert Spira. There's quite a few. I might look, I have to caution. There's a lot of people who dance in this who dance in this sphere, but are, are not necessarily, they're diluting the truth. Yeah. See, what happened with religion is that the truth got diluted because people could only get the dilution. Yeah. Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, if you don't get this, and most people don't and didn't, then let's try to create something that you maybe do get that's not actually the truth, but you might be able to grasp it. Right. You know, like, um, it's like I, I saw yesterday a small child in a toy car actually thinking it was driving a car. It's a little toy car on the pavement. And there's little pedals and a little steering wheel. And that kid thinks it's actually driving a car. It's not actually driving a car. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. the kid thinks, we've all had that experience, the kid thinks it's driving a car. So religion allows people to think 
they are getting close to God and spirituality, but more often, mostly, they're not. not. Yeah. They're driving the toy. They've been given a toy car to drive. Mm. Yeah. And it's not the same. It's, it's not the same as a race car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just came up with that. And I, don't, I don't know from where, but unfortunately, it's like, here, take this. And by the way, we can control you because you've got a lot of fear. Mm. And we can use this to control you. Yes, absolutely. Well, well it will keep coming back. Mm. <laughs> so surrender, surrender is the letting go of the fear. So there's no yes. need to be controlled. Yes, because you know that the rest is being taken care of. Well, you, and but that is an, an inner knowing, not a belief, not a belief because Phil yeah. said it or someone wrote it down. 2000 years ago and I have to follow it. It's an inner knowing. So it's from the deepest part of you that, that knows that. But unfortunately, you know, when we say namaste, it's like, Oh, I just respect you. No, it's the deepest part of me honors and respects the deepest part of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, on that note, I want to thank you. Thank you for these incredible four weeks journey and giving us such wonderful insights into the shift. And I'm really hoping that people find this helpful. And I am very certain you made a a very big impact, not just on me, on a lot of listeners out there. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Well, you know, it's absolutely my pleasure because um, I know that, you know, the effect other people have had on me and and you know one of the things is i'm i'm like a teacher and a coach and stuff and this is not my you know i've discovered this you know probably over the last five years although it's been a whole journey so if i am able to put it in such a way that some people can relate to it and maybe understand it and get a better sense of it and then you know go and do their own investigation um i'm happy if someone resonates and they want to maybe get in touch with me I'm happy for someone maybe to email me if they want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, that's absolutely my look. It's not only my pleasure, you know, it's sincerely my honor um, to be put in this position to be able to possibly make a very small contribution to, you know, perhaps someone's life. Well, all I'm going to say is I'm grateful and, um, Again, for everybody, I'm going to, of course, mention all the details of Phil in the show notes. So feel free to get in touch with him. He'd be very, very happy to, you know, talk about this, discuss anything that you want to. And he'll definitely be more than happy and welcoming about, you know, different opinions. So that's that's also more than welcome. So, yeah. Look, I, the only thing I would say is I'm not looking to argue with anybody. <laughs> So I'm, and I'm not looking to convince anybody. Yes. I'm very happy for people to be on their own journey. Yeah. And, you know, for people who might be ready for this journey, that's great. But yeah. others that say, no, no, that's rubbish. You know, my religion is better than what, you know, I'm happy. For, I'm happy for them to believe that. I'm happy for them. Seriously. Right. Yeah. I'm not trying to take people kicking and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. So, of All course. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, everybody, for 
being here always and being so supportive in this entire long journey uh you know and thank you phil thanks thank you so much namaste and <laughs> all right namaste thank you for uh, inviting me and hopefully we'll stay in touch rainer definitely definitely